بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أما بعد الحمد لله we have reached the third we reached last lesson we began discussing last lesson the third أصل من هذه الأصول الثلاثة we began discussing the affair of محمد رسول الله Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being the messenger of Allah and essentially we discussed the beginning of his seerah where the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he gave da'wah in the land of Mecca for 13 years he gave da'wah in the land of Mecca for 13 years within those 13 years after 10 the Salah was made an obligation. And we discussed that as well. And so as for today, inshallah, we'll go on to discuss what happened thereafter. And so Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, he mentions, al-Medina. So after that, he was commanded, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to make hijrah to Medina. And so after... He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, completed the 13 years in Mecca. He was commanded to make a hijrah. Now, hijrah, essentially, first and foremost, linguistically, hijrah linguistically means, yani, tarkushay, or to abandon something. Abandon of something. Hence where the word al-hajr comes from as well. Yani, the abandoning. Of an individual, for example. Al Hijrah, yani Shara'an in the Sharia, is Al Intiqal, bin Balad al Shirk, la Balad al Islam. So Hijrah in the Sharia is moving from the Balad, from the land of Shirk, to the land of Islam. Some Ahl al also they mention in more detail that Hijrah can be moving from a land of Ma'asi to a land of Ta'a. So there may be a land that a person is within and is within that land and whatever is prevalent within that land is disobedience. However, he moves to a land where the obedience is more prevalent. Likewise, that a person moves from a land where there's Bid'ah, there's innovation and the innovation is widespread and he leaves that land to go to a land of يعني, Sunnah, where the Sunnah has been established. So all of this is inclusive of what is regarded and understood to be the, يعني, the Hijrah. Now, with that correct understanding of Hijrah as well, we also take from that that Hijrah is more moving from one land to something that is better. Something better for your deen and establishing your deen. And so it's not just that a person makes hijrah from Bilad al-Islam to from Bilad al-Kufr to Bilad al-Islam. To the land of disbelief to the land of Islam. Rather it can be from a land where it is worse, what shed is greater upon him. And يعني, the, the, the harms of his practice in Islam are greater upon him in one land. And he moves to another land where the harms are lesser, are lesser so. And so what is upon him is that he moves to something, he moves to a land where it is easier for him to establish deen. 
to practice his deen. And so the message of Allah he performed the hijrah to Al Medina. Previously, it was referred to as Yathrib. So, previously, it was referred to as Yathrib, where it was populated mainly by Yahni Yahud at the time. It was populated mainly by Yahni Yahud. And thereafter, the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, when coming upon Medina, he entered upon the Ansar, by the companions who were the inhabitants of the Medina, and they came and established, and they were those that, that came to aid the Muhajirin. From the particular actions that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, performed when entering Medina was building the masjid, which was which masjid? Masjid Quba. Now, the first masjid built in Islam. And so he built Masjid Quba. Now, he established the building of Masjid Quba, and likewise as well, he established Al Mu'akha Bain Al Muhajirin wa Ansar. So the Messenger of Allah, he established yeah, this brotherhood between the Muhajirin and Ansar. Was understood from that though, by establishing the brotherhood. But on that, we already, they're already all Muslimin. They're already brothers. So, what is meant by establishing the brotherhood between the Mahajirin and Ansar? Specific, uh, Mahajirin to be helped by those from Ansar. Nah. So, then you'd have one of the Mahajirin would be assigned to one of the, uh, the Ansar and he would aid him in establishing himself. In Medina. And so this is from the, the actions that were established yani when they attended or when they came upon Medina. With that as well, from the benefits of this is that it aided the Messenger of Allah وسلم, in establishing and arranging the Jews. Arranging his armies. For before that, there were no battles in, amongst the, the Ummah and the Nabi And the Hijrah to Medina allowed for them to establish, يعني, first and foremost, a place of worship and establish themselves to prepare themselves for any battle that may occur thereafter. And the battle. The battles did occur, yeah, quite, uh, quite quickly thereafter. And the first battle being the Battle of Badr. The Battle of Badr, which occurred in which year? Fergie. Fergie and Hijra? First year. First year of Hijra? Second year of Hijra, now. In between the two. <laughs> now. So we're going to the second year of Hijra, in the month of Ramadan. And so this is a clear indication that once the Messenger of Allah has established, he established the Muslims and their base in Medina, that's there soon after, in relative terms, he was able to, to arrange 
the armies for battles. They were able to arrange the armies for battles. And so, with this, this is what we understand from I, this affair of Hijra. And that Hijra is established Ilan the Hijrah is established as the action of Ibadah up until the hour is established. Up until the hour is established. And so, you have some individuals that mention this affair of the Hijrah and understand as the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, then Tanqati al Hijra, Hatta Tanqati al Tawbah. Well, then Tanqati al Tawbah, Hatta Tatla Shams, Min Maghrabi, Min Maghribi. And so the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned that Hijra is not cut off, right? it does not end until Tawbah is cut off. Right? Tawbah has come to an end. And Tawbah does not come to an end until the sun rises from the west. Naam, I essentially referring to Yom al Qiyamah. And so, what we understand from this, no doubt, is that the Hijra does not come to an end except till Yom al Qiyamah, till the hours established. There's a discussion around the narration of Nabi alayhi salatu salam where he mentions, La Hijrata. There is no hijra after Fatah. There is no hijra after Fatah of Makkah. And so how can you understand this narration and that narration? This is a discussion. Do you understand the two narrations? The first narration is saying there's no, the hijra does not, it doesn't come to an end to Yom Al-Qiyamah essentially. The other narration mentioning there's no hijra after Fatah. After Fatah of Makkah. There's no hijra after Fatah of Makkah. Shukhari, which year? The? First year? The eighth year? No. The eighth year of Hijrah. There's no Hijrah after Fatimah. So, of course, there's a, there's a big, uh, big difference between the, the two time frames. You have eighth year of Hijrah and you have Yom al Qiyam. No. <laughs> so, which, what, what do you understand from this? Both nations are, are, are sahih. They just found that there's no hijra, i.e. it's from Makkah. Now, so when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, mentioned, La hijrata, ba'd al-fatiha, there's no hijra after Fatiyani, Fatiha Makkah, then he's referring to the affair specifically of Makkah itself. There's no hijra from Makkah. So the person does not make hijra from Makkah to Medina. Why? Because after Fatah of Makkah, Islam is established in Makkah. And, it's, and uh, Makkah is a land of the Muslimin. And so, due to that reality, there is no hijrah yani from Makkah. The person cannot say, I'm leaving Makkah, making hijrah. No. As for hijrah a moment, yani in the general sense, then hijrah remains as an action of ibadah, an obligation upon some, until the hour is established. And thereafter, uh, thereafter, now, Sheikh Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab mentions the ayah, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَوَفَّاهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ الظَّالِمِينَ أَنفُسِهِمْ 
قالوا فيه قالوا فيما كنتم قالوا كنا مستضعفين في الارض قالوا الم تكن ارض الله واسعه فتهاجروا فيها فلائك ماواهم جهنم وساعت مصيرا الى المستضعفين من الرجال والنساء والولدان لا يستطيعون حيله ولا يحتدون سبيلا فاولئك اسى الله ان يعفو عنهم وكان الله عفوا غفورا and so Allah Ta'ala mentions indeed those whom the malaika have come to and taken their souls brought death to. Who were dhalimi and fusihim. And they wronged themselves. They wronged themselves by way of yeah, transgression, sin. He said, they were sta- it stated, they stated to them, Fima kuntum. Uh, what did you do? What was what was your standing? They said that we were weak individuals within the earth, and thus they state to them that the like state to these individuals: Was Allah's earth not vast and spacious, so that you may migrate within it? And thus those individuals, their abode is a Jahannam. And what an evil destination. Except for those who are genuinely weak from amongst the men, the women and the children, who are not able to devise a plan, nor find a way to be guided, I guided towards Hijrah. And those are those, those are the individuals which is hopes they'll be excused. And indeed Allah is the one that pardons and forgives. And so Barakalafiq we understand from these ayat is that the reality is, is that an individual cannot just state that I have hardship and this is what I was I was in this land. And this land calls me to do kether, work kether. Whilst the land, the, the ard of Allah is wasi. And the opportunity to travel within that land. And make hijrah. And leave off batin. And with this, Ya'ani Sheikh Zaid mentions that the hijrah became a faridah and a fara'id. So hijrah itself became an obligation amongst obligations. And that mankind, they were responsible for establishing that obligation. An obligation upon the individuals that were living within the Diyar Kuffar. They were living within the Diyar Kuffar. Within the lands of disbelief. And Rather, with this as well, you understand the them, the them al ladina يتخلفون بين أظهر الكفار وهم قادرون على الحجرة إلى بلاد الإسلام. And rather, what we understand from this is that it is the blameworthy nature, it's blameworthy reality. Those that oppose. And turn away 
whilst they are living amongst the disbelievers. And they have the ability to make hijrah to the Bilad of Islam. They have the ability to make hijrah to the land of the Muslims. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned the blameworthy affair that they were living within. Why? لِحِرْسِهِمْ أَلَأَوْتَانِهِمْ وَأَمْوَالِهِمْ Why? Because that which they gave importance to and that which they clung to in reality was their nations. Naam, their, nation, their nationalities. The land, the lands that they were living within. Or they clung to the wealth. And so, the reality is, is that what we understand from this is that if a person really yeah, he analyzes the affair of hijra and the obligation of hijra, we say it's obligation. Just as anything else with obligation. Obligation meaning what? How is it defined? You punish if you don't do it and you are? Ruled if you do it. So now, if we're saying that hijrah, yani leaving the lands of the kuffar, is an obligation. Now, and in that light, remaining within these lands is mazmoom, is blameworthy. And so, a person cannot now say, because my wealth is here, I have assets here in the UK, Methodist. I have assets, I have, or oh, I'm happy, I, I like the, the British passport, <laughs> I like what it does for me. Now, and then for, due to this reason, due to these reasons, they say that I don't want to make hijrah. Or they say that I don't know if I can leave, leave this land. Now, because the people become attached to the more dunyawiyah. It's not possible that a person said that we're going to stay in these lands and their asbab, their reasons, is yani, reasons attached to deen. Not going to say, they can't say, for example, I'm going to stay here in the UK yani, to strengthen my religion. Yani, for the court of deen. Rather, this land is, is a land that directly attacks the deen of the Muslim, whether it be overtly or covert, whether it be openly or within. And so, the reality is, is that we all, as individuals, really need to address and assess our own selves and our own um, intent when it comes to this affair of leaving these lands. And have a real plan to leave the land, to leave these lands, and to go to the land of the Muslimin, and live in the land of the Muslimin, and not to make it some elaborate plan that seems so far away that essentially doesn't happen, but rather strive to be from those individuals that, in that the Sunnah of the Nabi alayhi salatu no doubt it's been Sunnah, that's where Hijrah. For example, the Sunnah or the Hijrah to Al Habasha as well. The action of the companions. And so, with this Barakallahu Fikum, you must understand that this, uh, in, these individuals mentioned in these ayats 
أن الذين توفاهم الملائكة ظالم أنفسهم قالوا فيما كنتم نعم that these individuals that the malaika and they were deaf they were ظالمين أنفسهم they had, they had wronged themselves and they fell into sin and transgression and they used as an excuse their weakness نعم that the, the weakness due to the land that they were living in and how many times could you, would you, you, you reflect upon these ayat and then you see it in reality where you have the people, they will, they will complain about their weakness indeed and they will ascribe it to the fact that they have residency in these lands. They say, I'm within these lands and this is what is making me weak in my deen. Or I'm within these lands and I'm doing these jobs and these jobs are making me weaker in my deen. However, the person may genuinely have opportunity to leave. And it doesn't mean now, in terms of a person leaving, that he has to have abundant amount of wealth. Now, because, if we take the example of the Mahajirin, many of them left their wealth behind. Now, hence the need for Ansar. From the, need, from, the mean, from the reason that there was a need for the Ansar was to aid these individuals that had left all of their wealth behind. They left Makkah, Lillah. Left Makkah for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Gone to Medina with nothing with them. Naam. And then they had the Ansar to aid them upon them. The point being is that they left fleeing with their deen. And so it's important that us and this is something which is no doubt very relevant for ourselves living in these lands it's important that we do not become yani complacent with living in these lands and complacent with the reality of that, that which we're living in that we're living amongst the people that do not worship Allah and if they do not worship Allah then this is going to inform all of their actions and how they go about their actions and Allah Ta'ala knows best now and so this is blameworthy and then the only ones that are accepted the only exception for that blameworthy nature are the mustadifin those that are in a state of weakness a genuine weakness they, they do not have a way out there's no way for them to leave that land. And so this is an example of them. And these are the, this is the qawm that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to other two. Yani given there this affair of an excuse, a genuine excuse for. Why? Because they don't have the ability to make hijrah. Naam. Shaykh Zayd mentions examples of that. Imma لأنهم يخافون على أنفسهم من عمة الكفر So possibly due to the fact that they fear the harm that may come because they fear upon themselves of the harm that may come to them from the imams of kufr. Or لأنهم لا قدرة لديهم 
تمكنهم من الوصول إلى المدينة. Or they don't have the ability. They don't have the ability to do so. In order to يعني, perform or to, to make the hijra to that particular place. I think hijra to the Medina, those individuals. <coughs> and so the hukum of hijra, the hukum of hijra is one which is thabit to be mentioned until Yom al And that is generally the hijra from the Diyar al-Kufar in the Diyar al-Islam. So the lands of the Kufr to the lands of Islam. The Diyar al-Kufr, the lands of Kufr, these are the lands in which that which is widespread is the worship of Avon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that the rulings that are given and that which is judged in, in that land is other than that which Allah has legislated, the Sharia of Allah. And that the Muslim is not able to establish the Sharia in that land. And these are the lands of Kufr in which war was waged against its people and fought against. حَتَّى يَكُونَ الدِّينَ قُلْهُ لِلَّهِ Until the deen, all of it is for the Allah Ta'ala. And so, this is in relation to the Bilad of Kufr. As for the Bilad of Islam, it's the land in which the ruling is established upon the Sharia of Allah and that the legislation and deen is established and that it's established first and foremost I think it's Maqaddimah First and foremost, that which is established is Tawheed of Allah and the removal of Shirk and the Mushrikeen. And even if you find that within this land, even if you find that there is disobedience within this land, the land, first and foremost, is established upon the Tawheed of Allah, established upon the worship of Allah. And even if you find within it any afraad that are kufar. Even if you find within that land that there are individuals that are kufar. This does not now negate the fact that this is a land of Islam. As long as this is a land where they seek to establish the sharia of Allah. And that they purify that land from all other items that are worshipped besides Allah which are batila. And they've raised the flag of Tawheed and established that which is from the legislation of Deen. And that within these lands, you find the Biyutullah, the house of Allah, and the Masajid, the pure Masajid, and the Masajid pure of Shirk, where Ibadah the Ghayrillah, these Masajid established. And these are the lands of Islam. 
irrespective of whichever hal that you find them in, irrespective of whichever condition you find them in, or maybe the people, right? some lands of the Muslims are going to be stronger than others. But with these things established, these are the lands of the Muslims, where the people should seek to travel towards them. And so, Sheikh mentioned, إذن من كان في ديار الكفر وهو مسلم وجب عليه أن يهاجر إلى بلاد الإسلام. And so he mentioned, so thus, whoever's in the lands of kufr, whilst he's a Muslim, he's a Muslim, it's an obligation upon him to make hijrah, to migrate to the lands of Islam. Except for if he is ma'vur. Except for if he is, yani, excused. And from those that Allah Ta'ala excused from being amongst the du'afa. And so we understand what you mentioned. Those are excused, those that genuinely are not able to leave. To leave their land. Or they fear that if they leave their land on their path towards leaving, that they will be harmed by the rulers or those that are in place of the rulers. And this is the this is how we understand this in the, this affair of yeah, the ones not able. <coughs> Unlike what we may hear now, when a person says, "I have to raise X amount of money until I raise this amount of money." I can't, I'm not going to make hijrah. Sometimes you hear this. I need to have at least £100,000 before I make hijrah. Naam. I need to have at least this amount before I make hijrah. But this is not what is, is, is established in terms of what we understand to be those individuals that are the mustadifi or the du'afa, those that are genuinely weak. And so, again, when reading these words, it really is something that we should reflect upon in relation to ourselves as individuals. Because no doubt, when reading books such as these, it's not just for the sake of reading them, taking them out of mind to carry on with our lives. Rather, it's to implement them. And so here, when the Sheikh is discussing that fear of hijrah, this is something that each and every one of us should be able to implement, inshallah. And should strive towards implementing. Do we say that we go tomorrow? And that... You, you don't have anything prepared, no. But at the same time, it's upon the individual that he is that he is an individual, he's uh, balanced in that regard, and he's moderate. So whilst he doesn't say that I need to, I need to save a million pounds before I go, I need to buy a house before I go, I heard that as well. I need to purchase a house before I make hijrah. These are not, the, these are not from the shurud of hijrah, my fellow. Now, whilst the does not does not make or stipulate things that, are, that have not been stipulated with the sharia, at the same time as well, when taking that middle path, he doesn't say that I'm just going to go and find himself in a scenario that may force him back. Now, that may force him back to these lands of kufr. Or shirk. Rather, he's balanced, he has a plan, and he executes that plan to the best of his ability. And so, within this as well, 
The Shaykh, he mentioned some masail, some issues in relation to that. So he mentions first and foremost, when discussing the sphere of hijrah, also is the tahrim of a safar ila bilad ahlul kufr, bidun al haja mulzima. And so, within this is that it's haram for an individual to travel to the lands of the people of Kufr without a need. It's haram for you to travel to the lands of the people of Kufr without a need. Or a person chooses to live within these lands. No doubt this is something which increases upon evil. And so a person, now a person increases the evil when he chooses the lands of Kufr. And so he mentions, yeah, if a person chooses the lands of Kufr, and on the side he starts speaking ill about the lands of the Muslims. And at times you see this, you see the people living in the lands of Kufar. And then they sit amongst each other and talk about the lands of the Muslims. And speak ill about the lands of the Muslims. And no doubt this is all from the yani the, the shayateen and the deception of the shaitan. And no doubt these are the ashkal al-nas as mentioned by Shaykh Zayd. وَعَبَعَلَ النَّاسِ الْمَعْرِفْتِ الْحَقِّ These are the individuals that are the furthest from knowing the truth and having knowledge of the truth. These individuals that have left the lands, yeah, he left the lands of the Muslims, once the lands of Kufar. Rather, Al Firar, as I mentioned by the Sheikh, the ones fleeing, you should flee from the lands of the Kufar to the lands of the Muslims. If you're fleeing in one direction, it should be in that direction, and not in the direction towards the lands. Thereafter, as well, Sheikh Zaidi mentioned, مثله كمثل الغازي يغزوهم بدعوة الخير. And so here the Sheikh he mentions as for the one that goes to the lands of the kuffar, نعم as a da'i, I the one calling to Islam. Then he is protected somewhat. He finds some protection. He is somewhat fortified by way of. His knowledge, and knowledge that he's calling to. The ulum al-shari'iyah, the legislated ilm. And so, this is what is a cause of a barrier between him and these evil affairs that, he, that he's going to come across in the lands of Bufar. And a barrier between him and deviation. And so, Sheikh Zaidi, he said, he likens him to the Ghazi and to the individual in war, the fighter in war. 
For indeed he is amongst those individuals battling. His battle though, though is by way of his da'wah. Calling the people to the haqq. ثُمَّ يُعُودُ إِلَى وَطْنِهِ And then this individual returns back to his land. لَا سِيَمَا إِذَا كَانَتْ هَذِهِ الْأَعْمَالِ تُنَظِّمَهَا دَوْلَةُ الْإِسْلَامِينَ And especially as well, if these actions of da'wah have been established and have been organized by an Islamic land. So, for example, Islamic land sends an individual to individual land of Kufar as a da'i. That da'i, that capacity is like the individual in battle. It's calling to Allah, calling to the haqq. He establishes the call, he goes back to the lands of the, goes back to the, lands of the Muslims. And, likewise as well, the Shaykh, he mentions, that it's possible that there are some dururiyat. It's possible that the person has yani, and there's a scenario or a situation where they are in durura. It's a necessity to seek the ilaj, for example. So this is why it's a necessity for them to go to the land of Kufaq. They're seeking yani, treatment. Or to study a knowledge that the lands of the Muslims are in need of. And it's not found within his lands. And so, within these affairs, then you may find that there's this stithna, there's an exception. However, the Shaykh mentions that the one individual that goes should not be the one except that he has a degree of Islamic knowledge to protect himself as well as taqwa and iman and fear of Allah. Likewise, as well, in addition to that, some of Ahlul mentioned, when it comes to these duriyat, when it comes to these obligations, that you establish the obligation and you go back. Now, you establish the obligation you go back. So it's not a case of now the person says, I'm going to Nefalan, I'm coming to the UK, I'm going to get treatment. And then once he gets his treatment, he says, well, I might as well get a job. I'm here now. And then I'll just do this now. Or I'll get, I'll get a qualification. And now I've got a qualification. I might get a job. I might establish a family here now because I'm here. This is what you find. That a person, he may come here for one reason and it may be a genuine reason. And then the shaitan deceives him for him to continue that stay and continue living within these lands. And... Thereafter, Sheikh Hamad Abdul Wahab mentioned, "Aya ya ibadi al-ladina amanu inna al-ardi wasi'atun fa'iyya fa'budun." Allah Taala mentions, "O oh, my servants, who believe, indeed, my earth is vast and spacious. So to me, turn to me in worship." And so, this no doubt is another delayed for the affair of Hijrah. Is that the land of Allah, the earth, is vast and spacious. And so, it is 
befitting for us to make intiqal, to move from one place to another. From a, from a scenario of that which is deep, a scenario which is constricted to one which is more open. And then, for example, that, that which is restricted upon us is the Ayn Kufr and its people. And that which brings about that vast nation, that, that vast nature, that open nature for us is the affair of Hijra and the affair of the lands of the Muslims. And so, with this, no doubt, the individual seeks to make hijrah from the balad of the kuffar to the balad of the muslimin. Opposite of the one that seeks to remain within the lands of the kuffar without a other shari. Without a reason which is legislated. And he relies on these lands, and there's no one that is, that is, make, that is judging upon him except the kuffar, yeah, within these lands. And an individual finds himself falling into a major sin. This is the, no doubt the opposite of what is established and what is. Seen for uh, that is what is regarded and was required from us. Allah Taala's blessing. And the person that remains in this scenario, the reason for that and Allah Taala's blessing, is due to their ignorance in relation to Islam and its rulings. Allah Taala Alam. We'll conclude here with that discussion about the Hijrah and now. We'll stop at this point, basically, like the Alizakum Akhira. Wabarakalahu Fikum. Inshallah, next lesson we'll go on to discuss the next point. Wallahu a'alam, Zakum Akhira. Wa sallallahu wa barak. Ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. So what we understand from implementing the Sharia is that the basis of their law is upon the Sharia. I mean, they don't implement it at all. They don't implement it at all. Kenya. Kenya or Niger. Kenya or Niger. 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 Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's 90% Muslim, but they have no reference to Sharia in their law. Okay, that's fine. If it's like that and there's, no, there's absolutely no connection to um, Islam, then it cannot be said that this is a land of Muslims. No. For example, you have Kenya, then Kenya is not regarded as being from the land of Muslims. Uh, Niger, I'm not too, too aware of. But if, that's, if it's the same as Kenya, in terms of it's, uh, it maybe has a large Muslim population, however, there's, no, there's nothing that's established in terms of Islam, then it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be regarded as a land of Muslims. So they have like Masajid and you heard as land and all the No. No, that it, it, it doesn't it doesn't negate the fact that you can make hijra there, because you may make hijra there because it's a, it's better. Now, for example, the person makes hijra to the, the or the companions rather they made hijra 
to Habasha. Habasha was not allowed to the Muslimin. But it was better for them than their remaining in, in Mecca at that time. So, uh, no, it's, 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 it can still be said that they commit hijrah then. Especially if there's things established for them and better for their deen. Allah. And then on the flip side, kind of, what about countries such as Nigeria, mm. where it, it might not necessarily be considered a Muslim country, yeah. but in Northern Nigeria, they implement their shahid sure. no. pretty fully. No. Possibly, possibly. It, it all depends on the kanun of that land, the, the law that has been established in that land. So if the law has been established in that land where even though you have an overarching law, for example, but within that area you can establish the sharia. Then as the sheikh he mentioned, that the, the person can establish the sharia within, within that, that, uh, that land. Now then it, it's, it can be said that this, is, this region here is a, a region for the Muslims. Because essentially the, the affair of, you know, we say hijrah and the lands that we make hijrah to, that we, we're referring to something that is governed. As long as it's got a particular land is governed, it doesn't have to be a, a country as, it, as we know it today. That's, that's all just laid out by UN and all these other things, isn't it? So as long as it's a land that's, that's understood to be a particular land, a, a collective of individuals governed by a leader, then it could be still be regarded as being a land uh, of Muslims. And where a person can genuinely make hijrah. No. Let's say you have followed Al-Fatihah from Monica. Yeah. He says, I'm going to basically build the business. Yes. Pay him. Yeah. Sell it to him. Yeah. It's permissible. But is it the best thing to do? Allah knows best. It's permissible. Why? Because he's, uh, he has the, the, the intention. And he's going to, inshallah, act upon that intention. However, it's about generally being like, like anything in life and in uh, our lives as Muslims to be halis, to be steadfast when it comes to the plots of the shaitan. So the shaitan might tell you, look, open this business and start this business, grow the business, and once it grows, you can make hijrah. And then, like any business, you have up and down, ups and downs, generally speaking. So, a person may get so tied into it that he finds himself so connected to the business that he just he needs it to work now. And he's he's a, he's a directly attached hijra to the business. The business needs to work for him to make hijra. So he needs to be aware of the two and separate the two. And he has to make hijra. If the business is a means of that, then take that means. If it doesn't work as a then you have to leave that, leave that means and find another means. But he shouldn't attach the two together. But if now, for example, he, he does that, then that's one thing. Another thing to look at as well, another thing to consider, is that really and truly, if it can't, when it comes to business and investing your money, there's a lot more khayr and inshallah, and inshallah barakah, with investing your wealth in the Muslims and into the land of the Muslims. Rather than piling money, if you're talking about economically now, Piling money into, into, into to, uh, assets into, in these lands, strengthening these individuals. I don't believe in Allah in the last day. However, strengthen the Muslims. And, uh, you know, invest in the Muslims, invest in the Muslims in, in, in whatever way you can, if you can. You know, so it's those things, all those things need to be 
considered. So yes, the person, in, in, in summary, the person can do it, but it should consider these other aspects as well, and whether it is the best thing to do. Now, just because you live here doesn't mean it's the best thing for you to do to invest there. No. Hold on. Is there a specific reward for the one that does make Hijab? Uh, Allah, I'm not sure. Allah knows best. Uh, yes, so if, if you've made Hijrah to that land, as, le- as long as you are legally within that land and you've left with the intention of Hijrah, then it is Hijrah. Now, it's not a condition that you have permanent residency within that land, let's say. It's as long as you, you, you live in there. So, as long as you're not an individual that is illegal within that land, for example. So, for example, let's uh, people that used to go to particular countries on a visa, one month visa, and stay there, stay over the visa, and they say they're making hijra. You can't, you cannot stay in Atlanta if you don't have, to, if you don't have the permission of the ruler. If now, though, for example, you can get the permission of the ruler and you can stay there, but it doesn't equate to permanent residency or it doesn't equate to um, citizenship. Now, then you can still stay within that land. And you can still stay there with that intent of, of, of Hijrah and Shah. Hold